0: I wanted to talk a little bit today about our second Advent theme, the theme of peace. Now, uh, whenever, uh, I think I was in high school, I think it was somewhere around, and my my sister was in middle school, uh, we were driving down the road with my mom, and we were hitting a bunch of these little speed bumps that were in this neighborhood, not too far from the school, and all of a sudden, my sister says, where are we going? This is a dead end. Why are we going down this path? And my mom and I, we kind of stopped and we looked around. We looked down the street, didn't see a dead end. We looked around, tried to figure out what was going on. And we were a bit confused. And so we were saying, why do you think this is a dead end? And my sister said, well, the sign says it's a dead end. And so we were really, really confused. So we thought, you know what, let's find out. And so we drove back, went back to where she said the sign was. See, there it is right there and we saw, in plain uh, English, road humps. And that was the day we discovered my sister needed glasses. (laughs) The thing is, is that oftentimes we are going down a path, and we aren't quite sure necessarily where it's going. Now, we may assume and hope that it's going the direction that we want it to, but if we're not careful in looking at the signs around us, we may miss out on the fact that it's going in a dead end. With it, though, is that as we see in this season of peace, is that oftentimes we may be missing out on that the things that we're doing in our life may not be leading in directions that bring actual peace. Especially at a time when you know we're trying to make sure that we stay warm and that things are beautiful and nice. Are the things in our life right now actually creating an opportunity for God to bring true peace instead of just hoping that things stay peaceful. Uh, From 2016, 2019, um, I was getting a master's in urban planning, and when doing so, one of our big projects that we spent a year working on was on a neighborhood called Independence Heights. Do you all know Independence Heights? And some of you do, and some of you may not. The reason why is because it is oftentimes an overlooked neighborhood in the northern part of Houston. So if you look right there, where 610 North and I-45 North intersect, right there in the northwest corner of that is Independence Heights. It's right next to a place you may know more thoroughly, Garden Oaks, Oak Forest. Now, with that is that we were studying about this place because it was the, actually the first black town in Texas. It had been established in the early 20th century. And for about two decades, it was an actual incorporated city. Over the course of time, though, it ended up being annexed into Houston. Now, with that is, there were a lot of things that were happening at the time. But what we may remember historically is that this was also a time of segregation, And see, the difficulty was that there were a lot of roads that would travel up and down and all around Houston that people might take up buses and go here, there, and everywhere to make sure that they got to and from work. But the difficulty was that the buses always stopped right outside of Independence Heights. And it wasn't just the buses. It was also any other services available even to the point of the roads were still just these rough, shell-hewn, laden uh, pathways that were difficult to drive along, or even beyond that, even just regular services that might be expected from uh, plumbing, irrigation, infrastructure, all the like. You could always tell stopped right there. And so the difficulty then came is, how do you continue to grow a city where employment doesn't exist in that area, and neither do the services themselves. So before too long, they ended up being annexed by Houston. And the reason for this was not necessarily about trying to care for the people within that neighborhood, but rather because Houston at the time was trying its hardest to be the largest city in Texas, and which we know they have eventually been successful not only because of land mass, but also because of population. Even whenever we might see later on that not everybody was counted the same. And what you may notice is that the 610 loop ends up going around Houston, but this neighborhood is just outside of it. That actually was even after they had been annexed. You see, in the 50s, 60s, the time whenever many cities throughout the US were developing, loops around their city in order to make sure that military personnel could travel around a city if need be and making sure that resources and like could get throughout a city that 610 loop surrounded every place that mattered to houston notice what was not included and that's the difficulty is that at the time The people that were there in that city ended up voting and approving to be a part of Houston. But the difficulty came in that what seemed to make the most sense didn't necessarily lead them to where they wanted to go. And even to this day is that oftentimes we don't even necessarily even know where the place is. If you were to drive nearby there, you'd end up seeing a very large Whole Foods, very colorful, very pretty place it ended up almost being named Whole Foods, Garden Oaks. It's not in Garden Oaks, it's in Independence Heights. It is so easy to end up overlooking what may be right in front of our eyes. We end up seeing in our stories today that God is proclaiming comfort to his people. But you see, comfort doesn't end up coming easily in the prophet isaiah he is speaking about the need to make straight the way of the lord but you see making straight the way of the lord is oftentimes something that has to start with us you see there are many things that end up getting in the way between us and our relationship with god we may end up thinking that well i'm going down a good path I'm successful, I'm happy, there are people in my life that seem to like me, I, you know, I, I, I seem to make friends and influence people. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we have now come closer to God. We may end up being so busy and caught up with things that take up our time and our energy, but we miss out on what it is to truly get to know who God is. And it's more than just being able to say that we have gone through certain motions or taken care of certain errands, but rather, have we truly come to a place of repentance and change? And that's the thing that we end up seeing with John the Baptist, is that John the Baptist is not there among the people in Jerusalem just making sure that he becomes a good Sadducee or a good Pharisee or a good scribe, but rather has to deliberately walk away from everything in order to be in a place where he can see God and proclaim him more clearly. But you see, with that, though, is that we see oftentimes that there are many ramifications that we don't expect. You see, as much as we might look at places like Independence Heights and be able to see Well, this is now just a part of the larger Houston community. Here's the difficulty. Is that in developing 610 and 45 and everything else, is that slowly pieces of the neighborhood have been annexed away, one block at a time. And more than that is that if you were to look at a flood map of the area there, you would see that about a third of it is now in a floodway and almost the rest of the neighborhood is now a flood plain. The reason? Right next to two gigantic heavy freeways pushing into the ground that have terrible irrigation. The thing is is that the more and the more that Houston has grown, not everybody has necessarily benefited from it to the point where now between the city and parts of the county is that many of the people there may be bought out of their homes soon. And the neighborhood may cease to exist as a whole in the near future. See, that's the difficulty, is that whenever we allow our lives just to keep going without pausing to ask, what is truly happening here? Sometimes we end up discovering later down the line just how much We have lost how many times have we paused and looked back at our lives and said I can't believe I missed that many years of spending with God or focusing on things that matter or being able to reach out to the people that we care about at this time in this season as things get colder how many of you have been thinking to yourself about how many people in your life you have not connected with this last year This last five years, ten, further, beyond even just realizing that we lost touch with many people during COVID, but even further than that. Or even for those of us who are a bit younger, how much that we get so caught up in trying to make sure that we have done all the things that are on some sort of weird bucket list that we've made. And each one of these things we keep waiting is going to give us a sense of peace. But as we know, is that the millennials and the Gen Z's still are some of the most dissatisfied, disillusioned generations of our time. As much as we think that we can be caught up in so many beautiful things around us that are going to bring peace, we end up still feeling empty. But as we look forward in this season, what we end up realizing is that God is still calling us. You see, as much as we may not know what the future will bring for parts of our city or even our city as a whole, what we do know is that there is still a future for all of humanity because of God giving His Son. But in order to do so... We have to pause and to take a look at ourselves. You see, if we hadn't paused going down that street, gone back around, tried to figure out why in the world my sister had this idea in her head that there was a dead end down the road, who knows how much longer it would have taken to realize why she had been getting headaches for some time why it was she was needing to sit in the front row in class every single day, why it is that she was struggling with some of her reading assignments. How many things in your life right now are you realizing during this season that you are struggling with? And at more than just the times of loneliness, but also the times of feeling that maybe all of your efforts aren't doing what you're hoping that they would do or the times whenever you wonder why it is that others around you aren't wanting to hear more of the message of Christ from you. How many things have we left out because we've been so caught up in everything that we think matters when it doesn't? And that's what John the Baptist is out there proclaiming, is that he's not out there saying, okay, now all of you, we need to gather together and make sure that the Romans realize how terrible that they are, is he looks them straight in the eye and says, Repent, for the way of the Lord is near. See, I can't bring you a season of joy and hope and love, a season of peace, without also stopping to say, Have you had the chance to look and see what you're supposed to change? You see... Christ doesn't come as a baby just to look nice and to sit there and goo-goo and gaga and make sure we have beautiful nativity scenes. He's going to have to spend three decades going through this life, this time of difficulty, and he's going to give of himself for us. This isn't just coming for the beautiful moments. This isn't just Advent by itself. But rather, this is the precursor for what is to come. You see, the time of the cross, the way of the cross is not meant to be something that is easy. It is not meant to be something that just comes naturally. It is not something where you're going to wake up one day and say, You know what? I'd like to be spiritual today. You know what? I'd like to have my whole life in order today. Without the one who sacrifices himself for us, leading the way, there is no future. So as we're going into this time, I don't know what may be making it difficult for you to see the way in front of you. I don't know what mountains may be in your way, what valleys may need to be filled in, or what ways in which you're missing out on the glasses that might help you bring things into focus. But I do know that as a community here, we're meant to be there for one another and maybe point out the things that we're afraid to notice. But when we do, how many ways could we truly change the world around us? How many ways in which people are looking for something that will bring actual lasting peace? But that only comes through the death and the resurrection of the one who gave himself for us. So as we come to this time where we are in a world that doesn't truly understand peace and that is craving for it right now, let us do so not with quick sayings and bumper stickers and putting something on our Facebook wall, but rather by bringing true change through the one who is to be proclaimed to the entire world, Christ Jesus himself. Thanks be to God.